morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for this January 4th, 2023. Today, this show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and uh, save yourself 20 bucks in the process. And it puts a couple bucks in our pocket as well for uh, beer money, I guess, whatever it may be. But anyways... It is semi-final Wednesday, World Junior Tournament getting going. I've already got my Team Canada jersey on, raring to go. The puck drops in about oh, 10, 11 hours from now. I'm uh, pretty revved up. I might have to take a little nap later on. But anyways, Canada-U.S. going tonight. We got Sweden and the Czech Republic starting off the uh, the earlier game today. But it, it should be a fun one to watch. There's no getting around that. Canada, the Connor Bedard show keeps going there in Halifax. It's got to keep rolling. They, they've been a one-trick pony pretty much so far this entire tournament. So Bedard's got to keep going. Uh, things haven't been great for Canada and the U.S. Uh, in the last nine games, with the U.S. winning six of the last nine at the World Juniors. Uh, you remember the uh, the 2007 game, the Jonathan Taves game, where he uh, went and scored on every bloody penalty shot he took. Al, Al Montoya, I think, was in net for the, uh, for the United States. That's a long time ago. Ex-Michigan ex goalie, I believe, Al Montoya. But it should be a fun one. Uh, Canada has had a lot of trouble with the United States. Not, there's nothing that the U.S. likes better than beating. Uh, team Canada at the World Juniors, especially on Canadian soil, and they, they get the, they're going to get the chance tonight. They got a heck of a hockey team there with the U.S. Both teams lost the tournament early because if you're going to lose in this tournament, it's better to get it out of the way nice and early because later on it, it could harm you a lot. And as we know, uh, starting was on uh, Monday night with the, the Bedard goal against uh, Slovakia that uh, they ended up getting the win in overtime and the like, whereas the U.S. breezed through their uh, semifinal game with the Germans 11-1 or 12-1, whatever it may be. Uh, it should be a great game, lots of energy, uh, should be a, a great crowd there in Halifax again. That might be one of the keys to the game. We'll get to that in, in half a second. But right, to, I'll give you my uh, five He's this game, I think, that got it got, got to happen for Canada to be successful, the U.S. to be successful, or sort of five key points, I guess it's going to be. Uh, for the U.S. To, to have any chance of winning this hockey game, they have to slow down Connor Bedard. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if you can stop the kid. You can slow him down quite a bit. He's uh, he's not a, a big body, but like I said, on yesterday's 14-20 in the morning, uh, the physical stuff doesn't seem to slow him down at all. He seems to be able to take it and dish it out a little bit. He took that, that big cross check late in the game on Monday night which uh, he just propelled him to get the overtime winner. But for the U.S. to have any kind of hope, they have to slow Bedard down because Canada's secondary scoring has not been good at all. Uh, say what you want about uh, his playmaking abilities and everything else. Bedard's there to score goals. and he, He's been doing the Western League. He's been doing it at this tournament. And he's there to score goals. And they have to, uh, if, if they slow him down, they have a, a really, a really good shot uh, at winning this hockey game. Any hockey game, no matter what, especially when it comes to a, a one-game winner-take-all. This is my second point. The goaltending matchup, this one looms large. Uh, the U.S. has a 17-year-old kid going. Uh, Trey Augustin, I think his name is, uh, 4-0 with a 9.38 uh, goals or save percentage, five goals and 81 shots. He's been really good, but he's 17 years old. Will the pressure get to him in this tournament, or will he be like the uh, the Slovak goal the other night where he just, for the uh, – 
if we talk about the, the Green Bay Ramblers of the USHL, who the pressure in that raucous crowd didn't seem to bother him a bit, and he was great for for the, the Slovaks. Will the U.S. be able to get that kind of a, uh, a, a tournament out of him again for Canada? I expect uh, their kid, kid, the Canadian kid, to be just as good. Same basic stats all around: uh, nine twenty-one save percentage, six six goals against, seventy-six shots, the whole bit. So they're they're basically even stats-wise. It's going to be interesting to see, like I said, the seventeen-year-old how he handles the uh, the, the pressure. Uh, I. Per, I Predict Milich will be okay. He made some big saves in overtime on uh, Monday night. So that that's a big a confidence boost for Team Canada and their defensive core where they'll know they'll be able to, uh, to uh, hold back and they can maybe press forward a little bit and be a little more offensive-minded, which they're going to need to to get past this uh, American team. And th- maybe the D-men D- can chip in with a point or two uh, at this uh, it, this semifinal game because it's very important to get that secondary scoring, like I said. But I, I, I expect the Canadian goaltender to uh, to rise the occasion and maybe uh, be a little bit better than the, than the American kid. Uh, two years doesn't seem like a lot, but... Uh, remember when you were 19 compared to when you were 17 it's a big it's a big big difference between the ears and that's where it all matters at this tournament the skill level is uh, basically the same throughout other than Bedard don't don't get crazy with me other than Bedard uh, the skill level throughout is pretty much the same player through player the Americans have a bunch of first round guys as well so and the the Canadian guys have a bunch of NHL guys so it kind of cancels each other out the way th- things are but goaltending is always an important thing in international hockey in any hockey in general, that the goaltender is the most important guy on the ice. You show me a good coach, I'll show you a good goaltender. That's the old saying. That's why I never had any good coaches. Uh, so that's the one thing. Uh, the U.S. defense, smaller, but they move the puck a lot better. They're a little bit quicker. They're diminutive. That uh, The uh, the one kid that's, uh, what the hell's his name? Why can't I think of it right now? It's early in the morning. Hughes. Hughes can move the puck. He's really good. He's a diminutive forward or diminutive defenseman. They can move the puck really well. They jump in up in the play quite well and you expect them to be a little bit more active uh, with the, with their forwards and getting the play moving and then stopping the the uh, the fast the fast moving Canadian forwards. Uh, I think that they they skate better than, than the Canadian uh, D men do. But the thing is with Canada, uh, if you can't hit them, you can't catch, you can't catch them. You can't hit them. Right. So if Canada's speed picks up the smaller guys, it doesn't matter. But the thing is with the, with the U S defenseman jumping up in the play, they wait the way they do. Uh, if the you if the Canadian defenseman can't stop these guys because they're fast and they move the puck quite well, if we can't catch them, we can't hit them either. And the Canadian game. Yeah. It's changed over the years. It's not so much of a crash and bang and, and everything else like Canadian hockey fans like it to be it. the hit them, hit them, punch them, kill them theory isn't a part of Canadian hockey uh, or hockey in general anymore. It's a different game than it was 20 years ago. Yes, the uh, the physical stuff does come in handy for sure, but it's not as prevalent as it was even five, 10 years ago. So it's very important to be able to skate with these guys because that's the biggest thing uh, skating in this le- in, in this tournament. If you can't skate, you can't play. It's really simple. Uh, number four, the secondary for scoring for Canada has to has to be there. I expect Shane Wright to jump up in this tournament tonight. Tonight, I expect him to have a big game for Canada. He hasn't really done a whole bunch, and that might be because of he hasn't played a whole bunch in uh, this year at all when he was with the Seattle Kraken. He hasn't been a healthy scratch for a lot of the season. I kind of expect him to end up back in junior when this tournament's all said and done because Seattle's kind of rolling a little bit still, and he's not going to get the ice time you need to develop at this young age. I don't think sitting in the the stands at the uh, Climate Pledge Arena or whatever, is that what it's 
it's called. I think that's what it's called. Isn't going to help out his uh, career development at all. And I expect him to get uh, sent back down. But I think tonight he's got to be the guy for Canada to, to jump up, uh, get a few extra goals and take a bit of the pressure off Connor Bedard, because I expect the Americans to be uh, just as that nasty or nastier with Bedard and be more physical with him and try to slow him down. Because it seems to me that Canada is a one trick pony right now, but, that pony's been really good, and he's been unstoppable thus far, so maybe the secondary scoring won't be needed that much. The, the Canadian coach leans on Bedard quite a bit, but is the 17-year-old going to crash and burn? I hope not tonight. I hope if he does uh, decide to do it, it's against the Swedes, because Sweden never wins because there's too many Swedes, right? So there, there, there is that. I expect uh, I expect Wright to have a big game. Look for that uh, with Team Canada tonight, and I expect the secondary scoring to come from him, and maybe the D-man will uh, jump up with a, a goal or two as well. Should be a fun one. Should be great. The crowd i think that could be the number one x factor in this hockey game in canada uh as we all know it's our it's our game it's our town it's the whole bit the whole country's watching this game it's a, it's a thing in canada more so than any other country around this world uh, the entire country watches this game the entire country will be glued to this game tonight and the, the kids know it from canada problem you got with that is that extra added pressure that the canadian kids i don't know if a 17 year old or a 19 year old can handle that kind of pressure because that's a lot going on between your ears right and between the ears is where it all matters when it gets down to this kind of a game the first five minutes could be crucial in this, in this type of a hockey game where canada has to keep their emotions in check if they come out crashing and banging like Jordan 2-2 style back in 1999 or whatever year that was when 2-2 was playing, I think it was back in Halifax, that tournament too, but uh, it does. It was somewhere on the East Coast. But uh, if they come out crashing and banging uh, and take a dumb penalty that can silence the crowd at an early power play goal by the U.S., that could hurt a lot. So Canada has to keep their emotions in check, and you wonder how the, the Americans who uh, most of these kids play U.S. college hockey, they have some big crowds, but nothing like they faced uh, – for in Canada and they've been playing uh, elsewhere in this tournament so far where Canada, the Canadian guys, they got to be a little bit used to this crowd so far. So it should be a fun one to watch tonight with that crowd, with the country behind you. And even though uh, they're, they're in Halifax, if you're someone uh, cheers out in Victoria, BC, they'll, they'll be able to hear it out there in, in Halifax because the, hopefully the bars and restaurants and places are packed and, and people are wearing their Canadian jerseys uh, as I am already. And the games, like I said, is 10 hours away, but it should be a fun one to watch. Uh, the X factor, I think it's going to be huge. Canada has to keep their emotions in tow. They can't do anything stupid to start the, the, the game off. And a lot of times uh, you get that young testosterone flowing a little bit. Uh, dumb penalties can happen. It happens uh, quite often and the crowd gets silent. I, I, I do also think that if the U.S. can, can uh, hold off the first five, five to eight minutes of the game and not give up a quick one and keep the crowd out of it a little bit, it could uh, be in Canada's fa or in the U.S.'s favor because uh, all of a sudden emotion, you start trying to do too much. As we've seen Bedard doing a couple times, I'm not picking on him. He's just been, he's been trying to do too much as, he, as a young kid in that very first game against the Czechs. You notice that the, all, all of a sudden they were becoming quite individualistic and they were trying different things. I don't suspect we'll see another, uh, another couple of Michigan attempts to, uh, uh, tonight. I don't think that's going to be a thing, but I do, I do think you're going to see a great hockey game. I think you're going to see an emotional hockey game. But the thing is, is that American team, these kids all know each other playing different summer hockey and clubs and tours and travels. So these, these kids know each other through all the program of excellence things and the, the different tournaments they've been playing. They play U14, U15, international hockey. So these kids all know each other quite well. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, uh, how Canada reacts 
there's nothing the Americans love more than beating the Canadians on their home ice, and especially in front of a big crowd like there is going to be tonight. Uh, you, you wonder if there's any tickets left. Get them on SeatGeek and use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. Save yourself 20 bucks. Uh, if you had a ticket, you probably aren't giving it up for for any amount of money. I know I wouldn't, no matter what. That'd, that'd be a game you aren't, uh, you aren't selling that ticket. That's when you want to be in the building for. Should be a great one. I, th- I think Canada's going to win. I think the Bedard show is going to continue. He's going to put up another uh, two, three-point night. Maybe the Fantilli kid. Uh, I don't know how much ice time he's going to get, but he's been better as the tournament's progressed. He's the consensus number two pick behind Bedard, so it should be interesting to see that. The Snuggerud kid for uh, for the um, for the Americans has been real good. He's a first rounder with St. Louis, I believe. So he's he's going to be out there to score a couple and and hope the uh, the U.S. can. Uh, can uh, weather the storm. We'll have a good game. I, I hope it's not a blow either way. I hope it's a 3-2, 4-3 kind of a game where Canada may be having a 4-2, 3-1 lead late in the third and the U.S. makes it a one-goal game. I don't like those nail-biters at my age anymore. That one the other night, it was it was fun. The butterflies were rolling a little bit, but I don't know if my old heart can take those anymore because uh, it's just different than it was 20 years ago when you would uh, you'd thrive for those ones on a nightly basis. Watch the game tonight. Make sure you guys talk to each people about our show this morning if you listen to it this morning thank you very much get it out there let people know about 14 20 in the morning it's a it's a passion of mine it's a labor of love in the in the morning i get up quite early to do these things for you guys anyways on this day in 2005 uh my usc trojan destroyed the oklahoma sooners 55 19 the seventh bcs championship game uh at the Orange Bowl, later on, they had to relinquish that uh, that title. Everybody knows who won anyways. I don't know why relinquishing a, a trophy and saying that nobody won that year and everybody knows you won. Anyways, everybody knows the story. If you know me, uh, Reggie, Reggie's parents got a house, some others, other uh, perks and this and that that he got, so they had to relinquish uh, the Heisman Trophy that year and the uh, the national championship, but everybody still knows that Reggie, uh, Reggie Bush and the USC Trojans won that national championship that year. The, the last one they actually won was that year. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, that this that was this day in 2005. Uh, the birthday's a little bit non. It's all right. I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, Ted Lilly today. Ted Lilly, uh, happy birthday. Born on this day, 1976. Not a big birthday name, but uh, anyway, in the world of sports, it's what you, you do, what you can do. Uh, spent 15 major league baseball seasons, pitching in LA, Chicago, New York, Toronto, Oakland, and Montreal, compiling a 130 um, 113 record. And who will forget that little set two he had with John Gibbons down down in the uh, dugout at Skydome years ago when he pitched the Jays. Anyways, thank you very much for having you having us a part of your morning make sure you guys subscribe to our show on youtube it's up there every morning we get it up about 6 37 o'clock this one's up will be up about that same time uh by the time i get everything done this morning but anyways go canada go uh big game tonight make sure you cheer loud cheer proud wear your jerseys wear your hats wave your flags and have a great time watching the game tonight anyways it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with have a great day folks we'll talk to you again tomorrow let's go canada The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.